Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Are you still friends with your ex? Or let's take it one level deeper. Are you still friends with your ex's friends or family? Because they're not the ones that broke your heart, right? Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. And that's a question that you're going to need for later on in today's show with a segment we do called Ask My Mom on Tuesdays. Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you good? I hope so. My name is Kramer. Uh, I made this podcast because when I was going through my divorce, my mom used to send me these really motivational text messages and they changed my life. And one day I put a text message, like screenshot it, put it on social media, went viral and it helped a ton of people. So I decided once I lost my radio job that I should make a podcast with her wisdom because I really do think it can change your life. Hopefully, maybe not this episode, but one episode to like get a nugget. And we'll talk to her here in just, just a couple seconds. Before we do, um, we are doing a survey for the show because starting on Monday, the show could look completely different. Um, I'm told you that I'm going to do 30 days and I'm actually going to do 32 days of episodes every single day. But then the question is, do I continue to do that? Are you listening every single day or do we need to do them every maybe three days a week or maybe two days a week or maybe twice a day? If you're listening that much, I don't know. Um, so I have a survey up right now that's really important. If you can go take it, it takes less than five minutes. It's at survey.certifiedmamasboy.com, survey.certifiedmamasboy.com, and I'll link to it in the show notes as well, but it's really, really important. And somebody's going to win a Target gift card, too, that takes it, so hopefully that can be you. Okay, let's talk to the, the woman of the hour. This is Nancy Yancey, my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Um, so I don't even know what you're eating in your household anymore because last week – we told you that my mom is trying to do her social distancing at, by going to the Kroger app, which is Ralph's out here in California, and purchasing all of her groceries from the app and then just going to pick them up. But last week, she screwed it up, and all you were able to order was what, tortilla chips and something? What was the, the <laughs> it's like popcorn crackers, and tortilla chips? Crackers and tortilla chips. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had another week to figure this whole thing out. My mom and te- technology are not the best of friends. <laughs> so what happened this week? I'm trying to modify my order too many times, I think. But one time when I called, they said there was a glitch in the app. (laughs) Of course, that's what I want to hear, right? Not that I have a glitch, that they have a glitch. Anyway, long story short, had an order for April 19th and April 21st. And on my April 19th order, I was ordering a lot of yummy things for your dad's birthday, which is April 21st, right? Right. When I checked on the order, when I went back in to modify it, it sent me to April 21. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. I want to modify April 19th. So I couldn't do that. And I called. So yesterday, I picked up milk. I picked up bananas. I picked up, I don't know, some kind of cracker. <laughs> About seven or eight things that were certainly non-essential, right? And right. nothing that I could prepare a birthday dinner for your dad that I wanted. So now I'm going tomorrow, which is his birthday, between 7 and 8 p.m. to pick up things for his birthday dinner. That's going to be late. No, we're not having birthday dinner on his birthday. <laughs> oh yeah. So what did you? Uh, so what are you planning on doing tomorrow for his birthday? Then I think a lot of people are having this struggle right now. Of what do you do 
when you're stuck in quarantine for any kind of celebration. I'm probably going to go into the pantry and just pull out something to pull a meal together. (laughs) (laughs) You'll probably have canned tuna and mac and cheese. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll write him a nice love note since I can't go out and get a card, right? Right. I'll write him a nice love note and I'll be nice to him all day long. That's a good start. (laughs) Uh, what are you doing for your quarantine celebrations? 888-Kramer8. 888-Kramer8. If you had something big you're supposed to be celebrating right now, but you can't because of you know the whole stay-at-home thing. I think I'm trying to figure out who I feel worst for because I feel bad for brides that are having to move their weddings. I can't imagine because I know oh. how much stress went into my wedding trying to get the, everything just right and everybody lined up just right. I, mean, I can't imagine like reschedule all of that, right? Honey, your sister... Is having a meltdown just about at least every day, if not every other day. Okay, but what you need to know, know about my sister is she literally has meltdowns every day, <laughs> wedding or not. So my sister's <laughs> got engaged was a month ago now, maybe. <laughs> yes. And she is the queen of overreaction to things. So her wedding actually isn't until what, a year from now? March 13, 2021. So I don't know why. Why is she stressing so hard right now? Because she doesn't want to miss out on anything. She wants to get dates. And now the even greater complication is that a lot of brides that have their wedding schedule for right now are bumping them to next year. But I would say she still has it better than brides that had their weddings planned for April 2020, you know? No doubt. Yeah, no. that's the one. That's number Damn. one person I feel bad for. Number yes. two person I feel bad for is anyone that is graduating from either high school or mm. college this our next either this month or next month. Right. Um, that sucks because you can't go back and redo that. You can't really move that date around. You know, so that's no. like a big celebration you look forward to, and you've worked really hard for it. So it's yes. you know a lot of rites of passage there that you can't really take part in, right? Right. Uh, number three person I feel bad for is anybody that is having a milestone birthday. Like if this is your 21st birthday, maybe your 18th birthday, your 40th birthday, um, anywhere where it's like a big celebration. Because mm. again, like, if you, you know, this year will be my 37th birthday, June 3rd. If we're still sitting in quarantine, it's fine. Like it's really not a big deal. But mm. a 40, that'd be a really massive one, you know? Well, it would, but you know, people are doing a lot of creative things around birthdays now. You know, yeah, I, know I mean, like for kids, like today I saw on the news that a three year old, a three year old, do you remember your third <laughs> birthday party? I don't, for I real? do not, but do you? But do you, remember, do you remember my third birthday? Barely. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure that we didn't have a big to do. I'm sure because all of our birthdays were the same until you all went to school, they were all just family. coming over and having dinner and birthday cake. Um, But this little three-year-old had fire trucks, ambulances, cars, all of these people riding through her subdivision with signs that said, happy birthday, Ellie, or whatever her name was, Eleanor, I think. Now, that's really sweet, but she's three. (laughs) Right. I, you know, I'm not a parent, so I can't comment on this and I, but I do have an opinion on it. So allow me, allow me to share parents, your kids don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Like they don't care. 
They don't care. Like they don't care about, you know, their first birthday party. They don't care about the first time they go to Disneyland. I don't, if I have a kid, my kid's not going to celebrate anything until about age seven because mm-hmm. then they'll start to appreciate it. Until then, do they have any kind of comprehension really of what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? I mean, really until you start, well, I guess now everybody starts to school at age three at right. the latest, right? So it's a little bit different because you're in preschool and you have peer pressure. But would you have in the social media age, like take yourself to age 30 and imagine that you have a one-year-old and they're having a birthday. Would you do it the same way you did now or did then than you would now if you having all the social pressure that we have because of social media? I would hope not. Yeah, I, I think you would. I think that was really the advantage of back in the day was that nobody knew mm-hmm. and there was no way to like judge how other parents were doing it. You know, I've got friends that are uh, parents, a lot of them, and I see their desire to kind of keep up with the Joneses, right? Oh, like little Kaylee had her one-year-old party and it was, you know, she had a jumpy house and now we got to have a jumpy house, but also have a candy bar. It's like, why? And then the next one's like, oh, we got a candy bar, a jumpy house, and a horse is going to come. It's like, wow, this is <laughs> and pressure. The kid, and the kids are overwhelmed and cry the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's way too much stimulation. Way too much. But maybe that's like the 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 benefit of the coronavirus is parents, you don't have to have these elaborate parties. You don't need the ambulance to drive down the street with your kid. Like the kid's gonna be just fine. Especially exactly. your 30-year-old. Like, like, just give them a cupcake that you order yeah. from Kroger. That's all they care about. <laughs> don't do it on the app because apparently it's very confusing. It's a glitch in the app. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know, that might be a user generated. <laughs> And I'm sticking to it, but I can tell you one thing. I am not modifying that order for April 21. I'm not touching it. And I call every day to be sure that it's still in their system. (laughs) (laughs) Because now I've got $200 worth of groceries coming. <laughs> we'll be curious. We'll have to check in to see if this actually works out because I still have a feeling there's time. There's time for this to go awry. Oh, so please don't say no. Don't even put it out there in the universe. Just don't. <laughs> so speaking of the coronavirus, I know that Georgia is having new rules when it comes to social distancing, right? They're opening up. Uh, my mom lives in Georgia, in case you don't know. I live in California. They're having new rules open up about who, what, like what services and what businesses can be open now? I am so horrified by this. I mean, this is one of those made me laughs, okay? okay. And, I, and I just read this online, but uh, supposedly it came out at noon today. But beginning Friday, our Governor Kemp, Governor Kemp now, he says that gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, Body art studios. What does that mean? Is that tattoos? I'm assuming. assuming, Yeah. Barbers. This article says cosmologists, but I think it's cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. Cosmologist. (laughs) That's people in the universe. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) I think they're probably still working. Hair designers, nail care artists estheticians and their schools and massage therapists can reopen statewide following social distancing guidelines. What? (laughs) What? Really? Really? Like, 
I'm how am I going to have a massage and social distance? How is my massage therapist going to give me a massage six feet away from my body? Is there very a long ro- arms? Is there a robot? Only and- massage therapists that have long arms can go back to work. And everyone else has to wait. Allen's, yeah, all of these places. I'm sure they'll all follow the social distancing protocols. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, there's there's all these protests around the country right now. And I knew this was going to happen. I knew that, like, everyone would play nice for about a month and then it was all going to go to hell. And I was hoping that by a month, everything would kind of clear up and we could go outside. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case right now. But, I mean, you saw that in Jacksonville, they opened up the beaches first. That was like one of the first moves they made was to open up the beaches. And what do people do? They go in droves to like go and, you know, be part of the beaches. I'm really... In like Georgia, that's a lot. That's a lot of big things that are. That is a lot, and certainly lot. none of those are essential. I've been. I've really tried to be open minded for these protests that are going on because, and in a way, I can sympathize because I get it. Like there are some people that, especially like I feel like if you're one of those kind of people that is able to work from home and you are able to set your business up to where maybe you are, you know, you're just able to log in every day and do your zoom meetings and everything else. And your income is staying the same and everything is, you know, pretty much normal, except you're not able to go into an office, then it probably doesn't weigh too much on you. Right now, if you're the kind of person, which sounds like pretty much any of those, I mean, bowling alleys are weird, but yeah, if you're any type of, you know, yeah, if you hair design, if you do nails, if you do, um, we can say tattoos. I mean, anything. I mean, there's no way for you to set up shop and when you're in quarantine, right? So those people are hurting, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know a really extremely wealthy, you know, nail tech. So I get it. Like they're hurting, and everybody is like, "Well, what are we supposed to do?" Because I can't pay my bills anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, I I can't feed my kids. And if I don't go back and put these fake nails on people, I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I mean, I'm struggling with it too. Trust me. Like I want this shit to be over with. I, I, I've got to get this economy back on track because I mean, my life is turned upside down right now too. Like there's no way anyone's going to hire anybody right now. Right. So I, I understand now your life's a little bit different because you're retired and it doesn't really change your life that much other than you just can't go to Kroger and go shopping. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, what do you, what is your take on that? You, Cause I think you have to kind of be empathetic for people that can't go out and go to work right now or out of work. I know. I, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it is sad. I think about my nail salon is run by a Vietnamese family that I know lives paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of them live together. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I know that's really hard. So your point is well taken. Your point is well taken. So maybe I need to be kinder and not so but horrified by My fear thought. is too, though, is that everyone's going to continue to stay sick. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I really do see, truly see both sides. Yeah. And as much as I see the people that are complaining about this yeah. and like, hey, tell these idiots to go home and stop protesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to get our hair done right now. I think yeah. we're going to be okay. We all look yeah. like idiots. It's fine. <laughs> right. But I mean, if you do have to go make a living every single day and you are paycheck to paycheck before, I get it. Like a month yeah. is a long time. It to is. not have work. So It is. Well, there it is. There's our political commentary. 
<laughs> That's not why you come here. That's not what you're here for. Okay, so are you supposed to be friends with your ex's family? Like, where do you draw the line? Were you? Are you still friends? We have one listener to this debating because of the coronavirus, she could use her ex-family's help, but is it worth it? Need your help deciding with the segment that we call Ask My Mom next on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Maybe there's commercials here. Maybe there's not. Okay. Uh, well, we started a new segment. It's called Ask My Mom. And I encourage you. Listen, I know there's probably things on your mind, especially when you're stuck at home or things are crazy and you want somebody else's um, opinion and you don't want to ask your friends. So you can always use our podcast. My mom has great motherly advice. That's for sure. Um, so you can always send me a DM on Instagram, which is that guy Kramer, or you can call the number 888-Kramer8. And every Tuesday, we'll go through some of these questions and we'll give our opinions and try to get you some help, okay? So uh, the message this week, I will not use her name. It says, I was wondering if you and your mom could discuss this this week on the Ask Your Mom segment. Um, I got a text yesterday from my ex-boyfriend's parents asking if they could come help me at work. I own a small bakery of sorts, and the only way to stay afloat right now is for me to do deliveries. I posted on Facebook asking if friends could help, and my ex's dad texted me, volu- uh, text me volunteering. Um, my ex and I had a really hard breakup about seven months ago, and I haven't spoken to him or his family since. Do you think it's okay to have a relationship with your ex after a breakup? I love your mom and I love your podcast. It gets me through these crazy days. Well, it's very nice. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, mom, what do you think? Relationships with your ex after you split. Now, I can tell you that my mom is still friends with my high school girlfriend's parents. <laughs> so I understand that uh, it's breakups get weird. It gets weird. Like who can still be connected and who can't? And like, is it healthy to, and is it not right? Mm-hmm. Well, my initial take is that I would give him a chance because, you know, maybe the family loved you and still loves you. And feels badly for you and, you know, wants to be connected to you. So I would take a chance on um, reconciling with the dad and to help help her to forgive her ex-boyfriend. Mm. Because forgiveness only, I mean, unforgiveness only hurts us. It doesn't hurt the other person. This is a tough one for me. Um, because you know, my situation, I mean, let me think they were together for how long they say they were together. Uh, it's said really hard breakups. I don't know how long they, they were together. Now my ex wife and myself, uh, I am not friends with her family anymore. And I didn't want it to be that way. I kind of wished because when you are in a relationship for a long time, your their family kind of feels like your family. It is, right? I mean, we were together. Yeah, we were together for 11 years. Yes. And so I – there's part of me, and I struggle with that too, of like can I stay close and not make it uncomfortable or make it weird or are we supposed to? And um, I I had a really weird falling out – with my ex family in law. Um, and I, uh, I guess I can share the story. Um, I, 
I really wanted to, and when I was going through my divorce, I leaned on them pretty close because her dad was very empathetic for the situation. He kept telling me like, Hey, like we support you and we really hope she goes to therapy. And I'm, you know, we were kind of like working both sides of her, you know, like I would talk to my ex-wife and then I would like report back to him what she was saying. And he would talk to her and report back. And we were just trying to get her to go to therapy was really the the main point. Mm-hmm. And which I don't even know if that was probably the healthiest thing to do, but just trying to get answers, you know, some clarity of kind of what was going through her head. Um, and so, we were pretty close about it for a while and then life got kind of crazy and um he reached out to me when i when it was i forget probably a year ago now i talked about this on the air but i never told the conclusion of the story because i just i I didn't want to handle it then i asked the question of like can i hang out with my ex's family because they're coming to town so her dad sent me a text and said hey we're coming into town it would be nice to see you i don't know if you would want to see us. And I really had to question that and think about it. And I asked, you know, the radio audience and, you know, it was kind of split, you know, and my co-host Gina was saying like, you know, you need to like close that chapter. It's never going to be fully healed until you are able to completely close everything out, especially if you get into a new relationship and then are you still hanging out with their family? And anyway, so I decided that I would because I do love them. And so I met them at their hotel. They're staying at down, by the uh, down by the bay, and we had a really great talk. I was really excited about it because they were all, "We love you. You're going to be our son forever." And I was like, "At least we have a healthy. We're on healthy terms, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked for yeah. It was it was a long time. It was seriously. It was two or three hours. And when I left, I got a phone call from her dad, and he said, um, "Hey, I need to talk to you about something." And I was thinking maybe you know, he, maybe he needs a, a restaurant recommendation or something. Um, he said, I need to talk to you about that $15,000 that I gave you guys when you bought your house. And I am, I'm, I, I want you to repay me that money. Um, now keep in mind that whole three hours we sat there, not a word was uttered about the, and there was, I mean, in three hours, you've got plenty of time to bring that up. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really, I mean, I was hurt. I was really hurt by that. And because I felt like he was a father to me and I just didn't know where this was coming from after we love you and we support you. And he knows that my ex-wife walked away with, you know, a significant amount of of cash. Mm -hmm. And so it felt really, really crappy. So I was like, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't feel comfortable for me and I need to talk to my lawyer. And, you know, my lawyer explained that, that was a, a gift and that it went into community property when we bought the house. And cause that's what it was. He had given us uh, a, a gift to help buy this house. And then he wanted his money back. And so she said, no, you don't have to, that's not how this works. And so then I, I wrote him an email because she recommended I keep it an email saying, you know, this is, I'm not going to repay you that money. And he sent me back this email that was a little just, I wish we could, keep this between us and you know, this don't have to be, this is more of a moral issue than a, than a law issue. And so it was really, it was really hard. So you're asking the, if you're asking me, mm-hmm. I think you've got to like close that chapter. Mm-hmm. I, I really truly do. I miss them, but I just don't know 
if they're going to have your, and I don't know, they should Mm -hmm. have your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. I think that the best interest is always going to lie in the lap of the, of their child, right? Mm -hmm. It won't ever be in your favor Mm -hmm. because you're not technically their kid. And if Mm -hmm. your divorce or your split up was kind of nasty, then I mean, I, I, as disappointed as I am, I got to say, no, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't open that door back up. I'm still really mad at her family for even trying to ask for that now. So they betrayed you, but you didn't know that was going to happen. It could have gone the other way. And just because that happened for you, you still took the chance. So depending on who the people are, you know, she could come out okay. I mean, I think it it would be too, you know, does she want to have a relationship with them? Does she care about them? You know, if she doesn't, then okay, you know, move on and just say thank you, but we're fine or whatever. Um, but, you know, you have to take a chance. You have to take a chance. You took a chance and and it wasn't right for you. And you put good boundaries around it, right? put good boundaries around taking care of yourself when that happened, but you learned from it too. You learned, you know, you learned a lesson about it, but that doesn't mean that that it will be true for everyone. And you have to forgive, you have to forgive them. And I think you have, but you have to forgive. I don't think that I, are you talking about me personally? Uh No, I, I haven't forgiven them. Well, you have to forgive. You must forgive because it's not hurting them. It hurts you. But it still hurts. Like it Mm -hmm. feels so betrayed. Mm -hmm. That's true. But you can't close your heart to to people because of that, because of the ones that have betrayed you, because there are many more that will love you for who you are and treat you well. And unforgiveness heals nothing. Just remember that. I think your therapist one time um, advised you to write a letter just to get it out of your system, right? Didn't have right. to mail it, just to write it down so that you could be free of it because they're not going to harbor the pain that you do. It's your pain, and you have to, you have to free yourself from that. Here's a little, a little blurb from a book that I loved, and it's in this chapter is called Blessed to Forgive, and the book is Oneness, Great Principles That's Shared by All Religions. But it says, Practicing forgiveness of others creates a habit that ultimately allows us to forgive events in our own past. Only then can life blossom into the fullness we desire, because it frees our hearts. It Mm. frees us. So how do you even like take those steps? I mean, has there been a time in your life where you've been really mad at somebody and you've had to just forgive them even though it was really crappy? Yes, absolutely. And what I had to do was just pray about it, pray that God would help me to forgive them. Well, I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'll just keep praying because... Keep trying. Trust me, I don't want these feelings. I don't want these feelings, but right. I feel like they hold you back. She they pushed hold so many back. buttons of mine, you know. Yes. So people ask me that question all the time. 
mm-hmm. um, especially as I was dating. It's like, are you over your ex-wife? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I'm over. I don't miss her. Right. I don't want to be with her anymore. There's mm-hmm. nothing in this world that I would want that could take us getting back together. There's no no chance. Mm-hmm. But I am not over the anger yet. And it's okay to be angry. Those are those are true feelings, but you know, anger is like a cancer. It grows. It grows in your heart and it grows in your mind and and there is no healing there. So yeah. anger and forgiveness are ultimately linked together because the you know what we all hope for is that our souls are free and we can pray for forgiveness for the others that they can forgive us and move on as well but until we do that no our hearts and our souls are not clear I feel like that's something we could go into on a different episode of the podcast is healing and how to like go through the steps because I think there's a lot and it sounds, I know we got way off topic here. Uh, this turned into me somehow, but um, I think well, it's that, universal though. I mean, it's universal, right? You know, we all have relationships that go sour um, sure. and, and we all deal with the same, the same results of that hurt, anger, fear, you know, all of those emotions because we're human. So, you know, it's a, it's a human thing. It's not, it's not just about you. It's not just about this, this listener. It's about all of us. We all get hurt. Well, all I know is that if my ex opens up some kind of damn bakery, I don't want y'all sitting doing no damn deliveries. (laughs) I don't want Jim Yancey over here. (laughs) I don't think you have to worry. Dropping off cupcakes or whatever. I don't think you have to worry about that. Okay. All right. So this has been a good one. I I love you. I know it's getting late. Should we ask dad if he wants to come on tomorrow for his birthday? Sure. I'm sure he would he would have a lot to lot to talk about. Yes, that would be a lot of fun for him. Yep. Okay. It's getting late. I know. I love you. Love you forever. I don't even know if that was a like good advice there at the end. I think it's really just kind of depends on the situation and what you want, right? Like eh, in the happy world, everyone will just get along so well. We can all just be friends, but also pff, F you. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay. So it's, uh, it's getting here towards the end. I did want to share one story with you today because again, I'm not great at timing this out. Correct. And I wish that I would have told this story on the, the 20th itself, but I thought for 420, which if you don't, in case you don't know, is the marijuana smoking holiday that I would share with you the very first time I smoked marijuana. Okay. Uh, and I'd love to hear your stories too. 888-Kramer8, 888-Kramer8. We can kind of place them back throughout the rest of the week too. The first time you either, yeah, the first time you, you smoked marijuana. Mine was such a journey and I didn't actually smoke at all until I got to California. In Georgia, it's like a felony or it was at some point. So I always kind of stayed away from it. I was like, no way. And then I just, it, in Florida, it really wasn't a big deal or I wasn't around the people that had just had it. Uh, then Phoenix, there were a couple people that smoked, but still not as, not as many that I get here. It's like everyone's high as hell. So, 
I my buddy was coming into town. It was shortly after I moved to California about four years ago. And he I don't think he had ever smoked either. And we're like, dude, we should totally smoke marijuana. And so the only way you could get it though, before the big change a couple of years ago when it was legal, was you had to have a card, right? And I knew someone that had a card, and I was like, okay, this is a perfect opportunity. That's it. We're gonna smoke marijuana and it's gonna be like Pineapple Express and everything's gonna be so cool. So um, I, I call my friend. I'm like, Hey, listen, can you get me some, some devil's tobacco? Can you get me some of that Mary Jane, that cush cush? I don't remember what I said, but, um, uh, she was like, yeah, 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 I, I got you. Um, but I am up in Solana beach. So if you want to come get it, you gotta, you know, you gotta head up here to get, get it. And I live in Point Loma. Now I'm trying to figure out that's about typically about a 30 minute drive maybe. Um, but Here's the small caveat. It was Friday at five o'clock when we decided to like head up. So we get in the car and it literally y'all takes like a damn hour and a half to get up there, right? So here it is. It's like 6 37 o'clock. And then we gotta head back down, which traffic is terrible getting back down to. I don't think we got back home till about eight or maybe eight thirty. And, um, so at this point we're like, yeah, okay, we're going to get real high and then we're going to like go out on the town. So it was just, uh, it, all it was, was like a, a vape pen, right? In case you don't know what that is, it's like, um, it's like a, uh, what do you call it? Like, a like e-cigarette, if you will. Right. And you really apparently don't get that high from those things. But so we started like passing around this pen and like, okay, yeah, we're so cool. We're so cool. Keep in mind, I'm like 33 years old, 32, 33 years old, probably way beyond the point of just trying to smoke marijuana. And um, so we're passing it around and everyone's like, yeah, 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 we feel high. I'll be damned, you guys, if two things didn't happen. Number one, I got like the munchies, but I got it for like something sweet. And the only thing we had in our house at the time that was sweet was honey. Now, it was in like this, you have to picture like a deli tub, maybe like a 32 ounce deli tub, 16 ounce, like the one that's about four, maybe about, about three or four inches high. And it was full of like this honey that my wife had gotten over at the farmer's market. And so that's all we had that was sweet. I got a spoon and I literally started eating like straight honey and like a lot of it. Okay. And so that was number one. Then about maybe 30, 45 minutes, an hour into it, we all were like, passed out. That was it. Nobody went out that night. Nobody acted crazy. I ate a shit ton of honey and fell asleep. That was my first marijuana smoking experience. I don't smoke anymore. I don't do, I don't do drugs anymore. I'll tell you that story of why I don't one day. It's pretty, it's actually pretty heavy and today's been heavy enough. So, uh, what about your first smoking experience? 888 Kramer eight. Just don't say your name. It'll be funny. It was good ass honey though. I gotta be honest. So at the end of the show, we do the good news from the coronavirus and it made me laugh. It's three things that I hope you leave with that make you feel good and empowered and like in the dark days, hopefully something can just kind of perk you up a little bit. And we try to find always the good news that's happening, even though the coronavirus sucks. So we'll start over in New York. The New York governor issues a order allowing couples to be legally married by Zoom. Obviously, like we were talking about earlier, there's so many couples have had to postpone their weddings or cancel their weddings. Well, Governor Cuomo said, listen, we'll make this thing official. So over the weekend, he announced that New Yorkers will now be able to obtain marriage licenses remotely. Not only that, but state clerks will be allowed to perform ceremonies over video conferences. I'll read you just a little bit. He said, uh, there is now no excuse when the question comes up for marriage. You can now do it by Zoom. 
So I don't know if it's like it's still as special. I mean, it'll save you a hell of a lot of money. As a divorced person, you don't want to ask me my opinion on spending a lot of money on on marriages. I, <laughs> I always hate my friends get really excited for their upcoming wedding, and I'm like, it's it's fine, it's fine. Uh, uh, okay, one more story over to Massachusetts now. There's a hospital that's drawing inspiration from the beloved Rocky movies as means to empowering their patients who have recovered from COVID-19. What they're doing is they're doing this thing called the uh, Code Rocky over there in it's Springfield, Massachusetts, the Bay State Medical Center. And once they have been treated and successfully leaving the hospital, they'll start playing the Rocky theme song for everyone to hear. Then all available staffers can gather together in the hospital hallways in order to offer a rousing round of applause to the patient as they are being wheeled out of the building. I think it's really cool, right? That Rocky theme, I don't know if I can play it on here legally. If I do, I'll have some kind of knockoff Rocky theme right here. So let's just act like it's the Rocky theme. and (laughs) It's a very low-budget podcast. All right, I will leave you today with a made me laugh. It's something I saw online that kind of made me giggle. And today, you've probably already seen the Kenneth Copeland. He's a televangelist that tried to blow away COVID-19. COVID-19! COVID-19! I blow the wind of God on you. Well, somebody took it and they decided to remix it. COVID-19. 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 I'm The wind of God. From the state of Washington to the state of Maine to Brownsville, Texas, and the tip of Florida. Today, we speak to this atmosphere. Today, burn this thing. This virus hates heat. You just burn this thing. Burn! Burn! (laughs) I call for a supernatural heat wave straight out of hell. Burn! Burn! I'll put the video in the show notes and you can go go check it out. People are creative, man. I wish I had like another skill than just talking. I was my high school um, champion for quartet. And now I can't sing for, for anything, so... Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. I really do. Take the survey. Seriously, we take it today. Really appreciate it. It's survey.certifiedmamasboy.com, and it's also in the show notes. Tomorrow is going to be a different kind of show because we're going to do a reunion of my very first morning show, the That Guy Kramer show, with me and my co-host Holly and Miguel. So that's going to be fun uh, tomorrow on the show and my dad's birthday. And Got a lot to do tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye, buddy. Hi, Kramer. This is Rachel. I'm from San Diego. I was just calling because I just finished your Are You an Asshole episode. And let me just say, you're not an asshole. Definitely not. There's always people that come and go in our lives, whether they're coworkers, friends, or just acquaintances. And things happen. Not always everyone gets along. I just want to remind you, you're not an asshole, and we all love you, and I hope you continue making the podcast because I am one of your go-to daily fans here that can't wait for each of the episodes to pop up, so keep it coming. Tell Kiki I said hi. Hey, Kramer. It's Katie from Phoenix. I don't know if you remember, but when you were here on Camel 1079, I was the biggest FGL fan, and you made one of the best things come true for me. You were the one to get me a signed license plate um, at the 
not the silent night for me and to this day you have still been one of my favorite djs in the city i'm sorry that you had to leave and i'm sorry you ended up not being happy but honestly i have not listened to campbell not nearly as much since you were here so i hope all is well i absolutely love your podcast love your mom and i can't wait to keep listening thanks love you bye okay that's it for today Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.